Hola, and welcome to Amigas About Friends, a podcast where two best friends talk about their favorite group of friends, friends. This podcast is intended for a mature audience, and listener discretion is advised. We are recording. Yay! Recording live. Well, not really, but you know. <laughs> recording live in so the market. Hello, how are you? <laughs> For us. I know. Um, I am good. I'm good. I'm good. I picked That's up all good. of my shit from my office. So I am officially oh, a no. from home person. But on that same day, so like I told Victor, my boss is going to be there and I'm going to go pick up my staff and she's going to help me and whatever. And he was like, okay. So then on my way home, I was like, can I just take the rest of the day off? Like, it's going to take a lot for me to like get back to work. Set up and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Picking up all my stuff. And she was like, yeah, okay. So I took the rest of the day off and I stopped at the Home Depot and I picked up paint. Because <laughs> I was, I've been meaning to paint Oh, you actually wall. painted. Yeah. So like the wall where I'm facing is this hideous color that my living room is that I just like very much. <laughs> so I've been meaning to paint it and I thought to myself, okay, like you're not going back to the office anymore. You need to set up your space so that you're like mentally prepared for the rest of the week because you're going to panic at some point that you're never going back. And so like you need to have a, a nice space. And so I painted the wall. Just and I something bought- nice to look at. Yeah. And I had bought these little vines. I had lights already, and then I bought little vines that I wanted to add to the lights, and so I put all of that up, and then I brought my plants, and I brought my, I have a really pretty um, Lord Ganesha that Victor had bought me, and so I brought it down, mm-hmm. and it's surrounded by my plants, and so now my workspace is very like, ooh, <laughs> so I'm good this week. I know I saw pictures of it on Instagram and honestly I'm kind of jealous I'm kind of really hating my workspace right now because I haven't really personalized it you know Mm -hmm. and then uh for those of you that don't know (laughs) me and her have the same keyboard which is this pink gamer keyboard that we got on Amazon and it still works but I realized it kind of slows me down like I got used to typing with it but I still type much faster with a regular keyboard Mm -hmm. Uh, and since I was extra busy this past week I switched it and so now it's like that's even less less me you know so I've I've kind of been bummed about my workspace and I have been wanting to get a bigger desk because uh, the desk that I'm using now is is fine but I feel like that would have been okay for like a long, not a, excuse me, a short term solution because it's pretty small and I have the two monitors and everything fits, but everything is like kind of crammed. Yeah. So I'm like really wanting to get another desk, but like, ugh, like my wallet hurts, you know, like I want to, <laughs> but I don't want to get another desk. And so I'm just kind of like in a funk about that, but Everything else has been so-so. I have been having some weird anxiety for no reason. I'm not really crying as much anymore. (laughs) That's good. Um, But I do have, like, I always get anxious at night. Not just automatically when the sun goes down, but right when I'm about to go to sleep, I start getting anxious and my heart starts racing. And I'm like, what is this? Why? There's no reason to for it but I've been willing to cope with that and manage it so it hasn't been so bad right now just TMI I've been getting like my hormonal headaches and I already get a lot of headaches for like like way more than a normal person but right around that time I get like actual migraines and it's very unpleasant I don't like those do you get those do you get hormonal headaches no I don't get I I get cramps I get hella cramps yeah so do I but that's it yeah well Cramps are bad enough. <laughs> well, I get the mood swings. I do get the mood swings. I do get like all of a sudden I'm crying. And then it pisses me off that I'm crying because it's like nothing's fucking wrong. So why are you crying? Because I hate crying. Okay, but let me tell you, I don't, and for those of you that don't know, when women are on their periods, we do get a surge of hormones, but the hormone that we get, the surge of is testosterone. So we are insoportables and mean because we're acting like men for like a week or however long that our hormones are imbalanced so you know anytime any boyfriend or whoever is like you are in your period so i can't stand being around you you can be like well whoever it's because i'm acting like a man this is how it is being around you all the time just kidding (laughs) (laughs) but not really (laughs) yes For legal purposes, it's a joke. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, but let us get started with the show. Um, I had a little bit of a hard time coming up with a little bit discussion topics just because it's a lot about death, Um, but I think that we will manage. So this is season one, episode eight, the one where Nana dies twice. Nana? Nana? In this episode, uh, we start the episode with Chandler and one of his co-workers in the break room where they work, and she wants to set him up on a date with a man, but she quickly discovers that Chandler is actually not gay, and she makes her way out of the break room super awkwardly and embarrassed, as one should be in that situation. <laughs> and after the credits, we move on to Monica's living room where Chandler is discussing his day uh, with everyone, and then we find out that actually all the girls in the gang, so Monica, Phoebe, Rachel, thought that Chandler was gay when they first met him and not only them but apparently some other people from Chandler's past but Ross and Joey never thought that he was gay. Uh, Chandler tries to find out what exactly about him gives out that, you know, gay vibe. And the friends simply state that he has a quality. Uh, (laughs) Paolo then rings from Rome to talk to Rachel, which upsets Ross, who is still pretty hung up about Rachel, but still has not told her anything. Only for the call to get interrupted by Monica's dad, Jack, calling their place to let Ross and Monica know that their grandma is in the hospital as she's passing away. And the scene cuts to the hospital where Monica and Ross arrive to say goodbye to their grandmother. Judy and Jack Geller are there as well as Judy's sister since it was Judy's mom that's passing and they all start sharing stories about uh, Nana. Uh, Ross comments how much he loved her sweet and loaves uh, and how she was always stealing them from restaurants and then uh, Jack and Judy mentions that they uh, she actually stole them from their house as well. Uh, Nana then passes away but as Ross and Monica go in to pay their respects and say goodbye she actually moves super suddenly and they discover that she's actually still alive that nurse even finds a pulse but only for her to quickly pass away shortly after that um after that we cut to monica and ross going to the coffee place where chandler's still trying to figure out what about him makes him appear gay to other people (laughs) the gang then asks monica and ross what happened and they do let the gang know that their grandma did pass away phoebe then tells the group that she doesn't believe that people are really gone after they die and she even says that she had a friend that sometimes when she looks at those tiny little yellow pencils with the erasers she thinks that it's her friend and uh, <laughs> only for joey to cut in to say that he believes that after you pass away you're just gone you're warm food as he says um after that we cut to a scene where ross is helping his mom and his aunt pick up an outfit for his grandma where he has to climb inside a closet which was blocked by a dresser he falls back into the closet where he finds his retainer <laughs> <laughs> while that is happening uh, jack and monica are at monica's place and and they're discussing death and jack tells monica that he wishes to be buried at sea when he passes monica seems like taken aback and like she doesn't really want to talk about that but they do discuss it regardless then we cut back to chandler's office where his co-worker shelly um, is apologizing for setting him up with a man and for believing that he was gay. We find out that Chandler was going to be set up with financial services Lowell. Uh, Chandler gets offended by her trying to set him up with Lowell instead of someone like Brian and Peril, who apparently is a lot cuter. <laughs> we then cut back to Ross helping his mom and his aunt uh, pick out an outfit for his grandma, but they're very picky about the outfit, uh, about what their mom is going to wear. Uh, Ross's aunt makes a comment saying, well, you know, whatever we pick out, she would have told us it was the wrong one, which gives us a little bit of a clue of why the Geller women are so uptight. It seems to be coming back from generations. Ross finds Nana's stash of sweet and lows while looking for shoes uh, that will match her outfit. And he has this really cute moment remembering his grandmother because of all the sweet and lows that he had previously mentioned um, that he loved about her. We are then taken back to Monica and Rachel's apartment where everyone is getting ready to go to Nana's service. Rachel has some new shoes from Italy sent to her by Paolo. And Chandler makes a comment as they are leaving uh, saying, don't we look nice all dressed up everyone glares at him and he realizes that it's comment like those that make him people might make people think that he might be gay <laughs> at the service monica tries to get some comfort from her mom uh, while they're at the cemetery but judy instead gets close to her face and tells her that she might need to start using night cream <laughs> 
Chandler realizes that Joey is watching fo a football game at the funeral with what looks like to be some kind of mini TV. Uh, and Ross fa falls into a grave as he's walking through a cemetery, which ends up with him having being a little bit injured and having his muscles in spasm, as Phoebe says. <laughs> Back in the Geller's home, the service continues with Ross taking some medication from his mother that makes him super loopy. Chandler, at the same time, is talking to this pretty girl and they're kind of into each other. He's trying to hit on her. Her, but she is scared away when a super loopy Ross tells him, if you want to be gay, be gay. <laughs> and the girl leaves and her friend in the background says, see, I told you. <laughs> Ross then moves on to tell Rachel that he loves her the most. But Rachel, thinking that he's just being silly due to the medication, just pokes him and tells him that she loves him too. But Ross gets frustrated and he's like, oh, you don't get it. <laughs> and then he just passes out sleeping on her lap. Jack finds out that Joey's watching the game and joins, and then the two are very fastly joined by a large group of men who are not so discreetly enjoying the game as well. Judy opens up to Monica about how her own mother criticized every single little thing that she does, so Nana criticized her, uh, and she's not realizing that she's doing the same thing to Monica. Uh, Monica asks, if she was here right now, would you tell her? Would you tell her how she drove you crazy, picking on every little detail? Judy thinks about it for a little bit, and then says no that some things are better left unsaid and is about to fix Monica's hair so that they cover her ears when she realizes what she's about to do and instead compliments Monica's earrings which were actually Nana's. Later at the coffee house the gang is looking at old pictures and then find pictures of baby Ross naked <laughs> as well <laughs> as a picture of Nana and her gang at Java Joe's from 1939 and they Jesus. all look at each other I think realizing that you know it's a gang just like theirs and the very last scene is Chandler at work talking to Lowell in the break room. Lowell is the guy that he was going to be set up with and he is clarifying that he's not gay. Lowell is saying not to worry. He can tell that he's not gay because he has a radar and he tells Chandler that he does not agree with the fact that he has a quality. Lowell then says that Brian from Payroll actually is gay but even if Chandler were gay he is out of Chandler's league by far and the episode ends with Chandler saying if I wanted to get a Brian I could get a Brian as Brian is walking in <laughs> and he just says hi Brian <laughs> but that was it um I feel like this episode was very packed <laughs> I know <laughs> but it did have some really nice moments some more serious moments as well but we'll start with something light <laughs> in uh, the beginning of the episode Shelly Chandler's co-worker makes him mistakes him for gay have you ever embarrassed yourself in front of a co-worker not necessarily like this but just anything embarrassing that happened in front of a co-worker probably but I can't think of anything that I've done I'm embarrassing already <laughs> so <the pain laughs> it's like what um and you uh well I am also just embarrassing just <laughs> naturally um but something super derpy that I did once was I don't think that I knew you yet, but there was a time in my life that I was like really, really sick and I couldn't keep food down. I was like 87 pounds, oh, yeah. literally. And um, I would drink these shakes, right? Like, and actually at this time, I was already on my way to recovery because I could already keep shakes down. I, I want to say it wasn't sure what I was drinking, but for some unknown reason, I've had these shakes for like months at this point. So I, I'd open them before. I know I knew how to open them. I knew how to drink them. <laughs> but I was in the break room with this coworker that I had at the time who at the time, like I want to say we were on our way to becoming friends, but I, I, I really liked her. Like I really respected her. Like she was like the cool girl, you know, in my opinion. And I just wanted to be friends with her. And so because of that, I just said really stupid things and did really dumb things when she was around. And so we were downstairs and I opened up my insurer and I go to shake it because for some reason I thought that it was one of those drinks that you know how sometimes they have the lid but uh on top or not on top but like also not only the lid they have like a little thing of foil yeah can you hear me yeah. you froze for me oh no oh well there you are again um <laughs> so i thought that it had the foil but no and sure shakes don't have that like as soon as you open it it's just open like you just have the cap so when i open it and i took the cap off i started shaking it in front of her and
and all the shake got all over her and all over me because I was like shaking it vigorously. (laughs) It was so embarrassing. And she was so annoyed because she also like dressed really nicely, you know? Yeah. And there I was just spraying and sure all over her. Fucking up her Gucci. (laughs) But that was super embarrassing. Yeah, dude. She was so dapper and I just fucked it up. But yeah, that was that was super embarrassing, man. Ugh, I still cringe at that. I've definitely done that. <laughs> like a try, like once it's already open, or like think that it, like the lid is tight. Cause like I, yeah, like those types of like yogurt shakes like yogurt drinks mm-hmm. and so yeah i've done that where it's like oh yeah let me mix it up again so that it's not chunky for some reason like if that happens i don't know let's just not risk it <laughs> so i shake it and then yeah i've made a mess that's hilarious oh my Terrible. god i can't believe you <laughs> in the know. office though like uh I probably would have laughed it off. If had you like done She that laughed a little bit. Yeah, she, I could tell that she was actually super annoyed, but she tr- she tried to laugh it off. <laughs> But, but yeah, I think it was way more bothersome for her than it was funny. For me, it was a little bit funny because, you know, I do shit like that all the time. So I, I had to learn to laugh at myself instead of like just crying of embarrassment, which is something yeah. I used to do, like literally cry from being embarrassed. Um, so I had already started coping with my own derpiness, but, you know, <laughs> she wasn't ready. She wasn't ready for the shake. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay. Um, so Ross is still uh, clearly upset about Pella coming into Rachel's life since he's still in love with her. Have you ever had to Aww. continuously spend time with someone that you liked romantically knowing that they didn't like you back or knowing they had a significant other? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think I've talked about this guy a couple of times uh, because it's probably one of the two people that didn't like me back. <laughs> uh, to um but yeah this guy Oliver the one that I liked when I was like a teenager who only wanted to be uh, friends with benefits with me um I liked him for several years <laughs> and he had girlfriends like all the time um and he would just be like oh my girlfriend Tanya and I are doing this and we're doing that and yeah I still spent time with him because our moms were close friends so I would still come over and hang out and it, it sucked because I liked him but the difference here is that he knew that I liked him and he didn't care at the time because he didn't like me like me like that yeah um and then also someone else that I've also spoken about in this podcast um but I think I gave him a fake name that I can't remember now but he was into my best friend and I was I was friends with him um but I really wanted something else and it really sucked to just be put in that friend position when I just I just wanted to be with him romantically (laughs) but he had no interest whatsoever so yeah that really sucked but I know it happens to a lot of people but I'm not sure if it has happened to you has it happened to you it has but the situations were like it was an ex-boyfriend <laughs> oh okay <laughs> and I'm very very celosa so then it was like oh yeah so like I would we would break up or whatever or I would break up with them or they would break up with me but then it would be like but let's be friends and it would be like yeah yeah and then uh, they would get with someone and it was like oh hell no like now I need to figure out how to get them back and they had already like moved on they could give two shits about me I was not on their radar any longer but yeah I definitely kept them close it was one of those um keep your friends close and your enemies closer it was yeah (laughs) that type of situation but it was like "Mm, keep your crushes closer so yeah I had and then eventually like you know feelings die out and whatever and so we remained friends for the most part I think well most of my exes I'm still friends with is what I meant to say um but yeah I definitely started with like uh what the fuck you're dating her I don't think so let's get back together Like, oh, you don't like Evil. me like that anymore? Okay, cool. Let's just be friends then. But I'm going to, like, I'm going to be your best friend ever. <laughs> so close to you that no other woman can get close to you. <laughs> They'll never want you because they won't understand what a grown-up relationship is. Because <laughs> it's high school. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, high school. Those were the days. Oh, I love high school. <sighs> So in high school, I'm assuming that Ross wore a retainer 
<laughs> or hopefully in high school. But in this episode, Ross is helping out his mom and his his aunt looking for an outfit for Nana to get buried in. And while looking in the closet, he finds his own retainer that I'm sure he thought was long lost. Have you ever found an item that you thought was long lost in a super unexpected place? <laughs> I am sure I have, but I can't pinpoint anything about that either. Um, I do know that my ex found my glasses in his house like four years after we broke up. Like I went to pick up my son uh, and he came out and he was like, here. And I was like, what? And he goes, your glasses. And I was like, are you sure they're mine? And he goes, yeah, Mensa. And I was like, okay. And then I put them on and I was like, oh, they are my glasses. But they were all scratched up. <laughs> Well, yeah, they're probably like behind some kind of furniture or something. He never moved anything around, so I don't know where he found them. It was, he um, was the worst. He wouldn't let me move anything. But yeah, Lord knows where, under the bed maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I had, gosh, this is kind of embarrassing. So I have toys for self-love. <laughs> and Self-care back, is important. Self-care, you know. Back in, I want to say, when I discovered them, it was like 2012, 2013, like right after my divorce. And I had a shit ton of them because I had a friend who did passion parties and I was more than willing to host them at my house because why not? You know, there was alcohol and sex toys involved, whatever. I was 22, 23. But I always felt bad not buying, uh, even though, you know, no one, no one's making me buy anything. But as a result, (laughs) I always bought one every time she had a party so I had like three that I had bought like at a party that she that the person hosted at my house and then I after I did find out that I that I could use them successfully I got a couple more like I was more selective you know with what I with what I was looking for so I had like five this is what I'm trying to tell you I was moving and I thought I had put them in this bag that I took to the trash and I didn't mean to throw them away I just thought I accidentally threw them away because when I was going through my boxes before moving, I couldn't find them anymore. And I was like, you know what? I probably threw them away with that one bag. All right, cool, whatever. So then I'm moving into my new place and I'm moving in with two dudes who are brothers. And one of them was my friend and the other one was just the brother of my friend. I didn't really know him that well. And they were helping me with my boxes and they were carrying this bathroom box, like it was labeled bathroom and it had like my, my toiletries and stuff. And the guy was like, man, this is really heavy. Like, what do you have in, he- in here? And I was like, well, it's my toiletries for, like, for the bathroom. Well, <laughs> I guess I put them in that box, but at the very bottom. And the boxes weren't taped or anything. Like, I was moving I was moving in a hurry. So they were just, you know how you fold them in a way so that they close and they stay closed? Like, that's, that's how I folded it. Yeah. So this guy's carrying the box inside the apartment. And then the box gets undone. And the first thing that falls out is all the toys <laughs> and they're both like they're laughing but they're also like why do you need so many <laughs> so then i have to explain to them the story that i just explained to you <laughs> while while they're physically picking up <laughs> these things from the ground <laughs> and and it was actually the brother it was like the one that wasn't my friend was the one that was carrying that box so it was like extra embarrassing for me <laughs> we also shared a bathroom so like the guy was like are you gonna keep those in the bathroom <laughs> and I was like no no like I don't I don't really plan on using them while I'm staying here because this was more of a transitional place I didn't mean to live there for a year yeah. or anything I think I lived with him for like three months but yes that was one another one was <laughs> So I used to live with my then best friend and we used to smoke weed together. And every now and then like her, um, now her ex-boyfriend, but her boyfriend at the time's parents would like come over like unannounced. And so we'd hide weed everywhere. But when we were hiding weed, we were like high. So later on when we weren't high anymore, we couldn't remember where we put it. And so when we moved out, we just found a bunch of weed and like random (laughs) nooks and crannies. And that I thought that was kind of cool. And then we got high one last time <laughs> because why, why the fuck not? <laughs> Probably old and dank as fuck, but you know, <laughs> it was weed. We paid for it. <laughs> I lost a dildo. It was a glass one. 
really pretty. I didn't buy it for myself. My ex-husband bought it for me. But it was really pretty glass. And it had like really pretty blue, like swirly stuff on the inside of the glass or whatever. And I, it, this was when I lived with my mom. And oh, no. I moved out. And when I moved out, I couldn't find it anywhere. So I assume whoever moved into that bedroom after I left found it. Hopefully did not tell my mom and just threw it away. <laughs> oh my goodness. What if your mom found it? <laughs> I hope she just threw it away. <laughs> and didn't never discuss it with you. <laughs> no, please don't tell me stuff. Mm. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> So Shelly, Chandler's co-worker, discusses with him that she was going to set him up with Lowell from finances. Has a co-worker ever tried to set you up with another or have you tried to set someone up at work? Yes and yes. So I don't know. We've already found this out through the previous episodes, but I date people that I work with. Um, and some of those has been on my own, right? But one of them actually was someone that people were, people, multiple people were trying to set me up with. And it's actually someone that I actually dated for a while. He was my fiance at some point in my life. Uh, and it was my best friend that I worked with at the time and who was my best friend at the time, the same one that I lived with. She was trying to make me go out with him. And then his friend who used to sit next to me at work also was trying to set me up with him. And yeah, eventually we did go out. Like we would all make like dates that were kind of obviously for me and him you know like not dates but like group hangouts but for no reason you know um I think we went to Six Flags for his birthday but I had no it just kind of felt like I had no business being there because I wasn't really close to him or anything and it was just me him and then the friend that used to sit next to me at work and her daughters so I was like okay like this is this is a setup you know and then another one we went to dinner but it was the same it was the same it was her her daughter and then me and him and then another Another one was like a bunch of people from work, but there was no reason for the hangout. I think that they were still trying to set us up. But yeah, eventually we did go out. He's cool. I still think he's he's cool. Uh, it just didn't work out between us. But yes, that, that has happened and it happened successfully. I have also tried to set people up at work. <laughs> and I'm not going to say any details, but in the process of trying to set up this person with this guy, he ended up into me. <laughs> oh. So then me and him went out. So therefore, I am really terrible at setting people up at work. (laughs) But has anyone tried to set you up at work? Uh, So yes, and he shall not be named. So one of my best friends at work did mention like, oh, he likes you. And I was like, okay, (laughs) congrats. I don't know what you want me to say. Good for him. Um, But then he and I started hanging out. And we actually got along really well. And he was just a really, really sweet guy. And so then he finally um, found the courage to like send me, like I think he sent me an email or something or a text. I don't know. Um, point being, it was something that I had to read. And so then like we went all day through work and then when the end of the day came around, we used to hang out after hours because like nobody was working. So we would just, and our office was like off campus because I worked for a hospital, but we worked in like a, our office was on, in like a retail front. And so um, we would just hang out. And so he would stay and hang out with us and this time he left and he was like salty and I was like hey what the fuck's up with oh I said his name bleep what the fuck's up with bleep (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll edit that out Very fucking well. And uh, my friend goes, oh, he sent you something and you didn't reply. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I haven't even checked my phone all day or whatever. And she was like, oh, well, that's why he left because he was upset that you didn't respond to him. And I was like, okay. So then I read it and it was really sweet. But then I had to be like, look, dude, I know the type of girl that I am. You are an amazing person and I would hate to lose you as a friend. I'm sure we would be great together, but I really would just rather keep it friendly and like continue to have a relationship with you and yeah we ended up being like bffs at work he was my work husband like we just vibed really well together i love him. i still love him i we only now talk on facebook because we don't work together anymore but we've been trying to do like a group hangout it just hasn't happened <laughs> with bleep with bleep I love Bleep though. He was he was really the best. He really was. Like I wouldn't have made a mistake dating him, but I know the type of person that I am and I would have fucked it up somehow. I'm surprised I haven't fucked up my relationship now. <laughs> oh my goodness, stop it. <laughs> it's because he loves me and he puts up with a lot of my shit. <laughs> 
you pull up, you put up with a lot of his shit too. Come on. Well, that is very true. But no, I'm yeah, I'm weird. He puts up with a lot of the weird and I love it. <laughs> Anyways, so Ross finds Nana's stash of sweet and lows in her closet, and he has a heartwarming moment thinking about her. Have you ever found an item of a loved one that has passed that made you think about them? Gosh, yes, all the time. So I lost my father when I was really, really young, and he had a collection of mini motorcycles. <laughs> like he would just go kind of like Hot Wheels, but it was just bikes, like motorbikes. And he had them in this plastic box, but it's like it was an old plastic box for baby wipes. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure why they were there. Um, and for a long time, I didn't know where they were. And um, I just kind of remembered that they existed. And then one time I was helping my mom move and I was just, I love going through my my parents stuff I I realized that they probably hate it because it's their stuff you know but I love going through their old stuff like it's not like I'm going through like current documents and shit like I like going through their really old pictures and really old cards that they used to write to each other and just just really old shit and so I found the box and like immediately recognized it I was like oh my god it's the baby white box and so I opened it and I I found all his motorcycles and uh, it was a really sweet moment for me and I actually took them I stole them <laughs> from my mother so they are with me now all the time I did make the mistake of once giving one away to someone that I thought was a very special person but uh when I realized oh no this guy's kind of a dick <laughs> I actually I actually found it and took it back <laughs> so oh good they're all still safe with me um <laughs> and but that does happen often because my mom does keep a lot of uh just stuff of my dad's like just uh, around so I do find a lot of his things but I want to say that and then his old cell phone um I found and I turned it on like it, it he died in 2001 so it wasn't like he was going to have a thread of text messages or or I was going to be able to read his emails or anything like that because it wasn't a smart phone or anything it was like one of those like antenna phones like the brick looking nokias <laughs> uh, but i do i do turn it off and i i kind of see like the last person he called and i don't know it's just it is it is bittersweet um just because you have this item that once belonged to them and then it just kind of makes you remember that they are not here anymore but yes this does happen to me often as i'm sure it's happened to you it has um so I have, my aunts throughout the years have given me um, like stuff that belonged to my dad that they had for whatever reason. It's so funny to me the shit that people collect that like they later in life are like, oh yeah, you might want this because it was your dad's. And it's like, yeah, what? why did you hold on to it for so long? <laughs> um, like, thanks for keeping it safe. I'm just being salty. But my mom had given me a ring that belonged to my dad that it was brass so like it definitely stained your finger and it doesn't fit me my dad had huge fucking fingers but it said toy so my dad loved his Toyota <laughs> he had a red Toyota Aww. back in the 90s like early 80s or whatever um so his ring said toy and I remember like she had given it to me a long time ago and then I like put it away with stuff so when I found it it was like oh and then I put it on a chain and I had it on my necklace forever and then somebody had given me like a t-shirt that my dad had made like one of my uncles knew how to like what is the airbrush the t-shirts oh yeah yeah so he like airbrushed a little Toyota like on the front and it said Toyota and then on the back it said something else and so I have that and when I go into my stuff because I just like opening old shit of my own I do like going through my mom's stuff too I've stolen so many photos from her but when I go through the shit that I have yeah I definitely love finding those things because sometimes I'm not sure what box I put them in so it's like ooh, is it this box and then I'm like nope and then I'll like randomly search for something on a different day where I'm like oh I wonder where I put that and then I'll open it and it's like oh it was this box <laughs> there it is so then I like have a moment and you know whatever I don't cry anymore yeah. I, used to. I used to cry all the time because of stuff like that yeah. but not so much I think I also am getting to a place where obviously it still hurts a lot but yeah. I don't cry every single time I still cry sometimes but I would say way less than I used to cry before I definitely have those yeah. moments where I just hate the world and I hate God and I'm just like how dare you and for me my grandfather died exactly 20 years after 
my dad. And so I was five when he died and 25 when my grandfather died. And so it's just like this weird, like, ah, like, okay, you gave me five years with my dad, but then 20 years still wasn't enough. Like I was 25. You still need a dad at 25. Like that's when you're going through like the real relationships and you know, whatever. And so that was, yeah, it's been, it's been a thing. (laughs) Yeah. I have, I have definitely have my moments of like crazy snotty tears and, you know, yelling at the fucking sky. Why? (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. I do too. There are some times where I think about it and I'm like, that was so fucked up. Like so fucked up that, that my father died when I was so little that I had to move to a different country where I didn't even know the language that I, I had to basically grow up when I didn't want to and come to terms with these feelings that most kids don't even know. Some adults now still have both of their parents and and they've had that constant like uh, just support from both parents and I just get pissed off. And I try, I, I always have days where I wake up and I wake up like angry at the world like that. But I'm trying not to make a big deal out of it. Obviously, I've lived with it for so long. Yeah. And so I'm just like tap, 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 work, 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 you know, like having my normal day. And then something so little remind me of my dad and I will literally just start sobbing (laughs) and at this point if anyone's around me they have no fucking idea why this is happening to me like they don't know that all day I've been thinking this and it's just kind of got to like a point where I couldn't hold it in anymore and it's uh definitely a really terrible feeling but we do what we can Uh, alcohol helps that's the only thing (laughs) wait kids drink water (laughs) but yes alcohol does help occasionally (laughs) but moving on moving right along (laughs) oh gosh so can you hear me sippy sippy (laughs) now we are uh sigh at the service and Monica is trying to get some comfort from her mother, you know, because her grandmother died. And Judy goes in to hug her, but instead of saying something nice, she Monica just gets a comment about how she might need to start using night cream. <laughs> And so my question to you is, has anyone ever told you like a compliment that was really like a little bit of an insult or just a comment about your appearance that has been just completely out of place, out of line? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely gotten like, uh, oh, your hair looks really nice, but you look really pale or, you know, like comments like that where it's like, "Mm," like, oh, that color looks really good on you. But it makes your skin look bad. And it's like, thanks. I don't understand how that's a compliment. But sure. Yeah. No, no problem. All the time. We're Hispanic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, we are. Definitely get that from everybody. <laughs> oh, my God. You're so right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even nicknames that, like, Hispanics give to each other. Like, La Gorda. Like, ¿Cómo estás gordita? <laughs> Oh my God, dude. So one of my cousins, one of my cousins, that's like, that's like our nickname to each other, but it's like been through the years. Like, like, oh, gordita, I miss you so much. Yo, gordita, you know, whatever. And so like, we say it to each other. It's not like one way or the other. Oh, they used to call me, um, fuck, Frau from <laughs> Austin Powers. Oh my God. Because when, no, not even Frau. They used to call me Fire the Laser because (laughs) when I used to babysit my younger cousins, they wouldn't fucking listen. So yes, I was constantly yelling and I'm really loud just naturally. So they would, after like they got older, they would, um, and those movies obviously had come out already, but they were, I think already in high school. And they would still bring it up. Like, remember when you were by the laser? And it's like, oh, you guys, it was so <laughs> long ago. And you guys didn't fucking listen. So like, yeah, I had to yell at you. And it's like, no, you didn't. And it's like, no, I fucking did. So yeah, I have. And you, I'm sure, have gotten called some names. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so many. So many. But the one that was so out of place for me, like, I thought that was so fucking inappropriate, was... I was making out with my then partner and then I was sitting on top of him on the couch and then all of a sudden like we stop and he like looks at me, grabs my boobs and says that he wishes they were bigger and he he did not get laid (laughs) that (laughs) night. 
I would hope because not. who the fuck okay because listen look that guy really like boobs and, and I'm not trying to be a dick or anything uh to him but he constantly told me that I I should get breast augmentation mm -hmm. however um the only reason I'm excusing him saying that to me is because I also egged him on like I did say that I did want to get breast augmentation so I think that's why he freely just felt like he could express himself in that way yeah but come on you can't say it to me while you're about to have sex with me like that's super rude yeah <laughs> definitely dried up like the sahara desert down there i was like not into it at all but imagine if i touched his dick <laughs> and said oh <laughs> this wish this was bigger you know like that's yeah. super fucking rude but um I've gotten also like comments like from family mostly like oh like so you're not you're not exercising anymore <laughs> like you know like oh so you're not you're not trying to get a boyfriend you you don't like to put makeup on anymore um like okay well but um we had a party once where I, everyone was making comments about my weight and it was one of those like really uncomfortable moments for me because I hadn't seen a lot of my family members in a long time. And because I see myself every day, I didn't realize I had gained that much weight, but everyone kept making comments about it. Like, oh my gosh, like, oh, and I had just started dating someone. So they were like making that like, I guess you're in a happy relationship because uh, look at you, like you put on <laughs> the freshman 15 or whatever. And then it was annoying me, but it did not annoy me until like hard, like it annoyed me, but it didn't hurt my feelings until oh, I have a niece and we used to call her Bolita because she is like a really, or at that time she was a baby. She was a really, really chubby baby. Like one of those super pudgy babies she was like months old and we were all taking a picture and bolita was like and bolita for the record means little ball was sitting on the grass and everyone wanted to take a like a group picture and so i was like oh i'll go get bolita and one of my cousins was like oh well look at that bolota is going to get bolita and oh bitch. my god I was so sad. Mind you, and I don't want to throw shade, okay? But almost everyone at this party weighed way more than I did. Or at least <laughs> more than I did. It's just because they were used to seeing me like a certain weight that when I gained, like, literally it was probably like seven pounds. But because I'm so short and I've always been petite, they were like, oh my God, look at all the weight she put on. But I was so annoyed. <laughs> like, I was like, this is so rude. And then another one that was, I, I felt like it was inappropriate was when I was sick and I was telling you I was like 87 pounds. I walked into work one day and I mean, people noticed because it happened really fast and that I started losing weight. I want to say like I lost 30 pounds in, in less than like a month and a half. Um, and so I walk in and one of my coworkers who wasn't even like my friend friend, like she was just like a coworker. We were friendly, but not someone that like I super got along with for her to feel comfortable. Mm hmm but she she like walked up to me she's like oh my god like i want to know how you're losing all this weight and i was like oh actually so and so i am sick i don't know why i'm losing all this weight like i keep going to the doctor and trying to find out what's wrong with me but um i'm still undiagnosed and she was like oh my gosh well whatever it is i really hope that i get it and i was like so angry because i literally could not eat man i love eating and i couldn't keep anything down and none of my clothes fit like I had to start buying double zero which never in my life before even when I was a kid did I ever have to buy things double zero like I was going through all these like changes for my body and mentally I was not feeling okay for someone to say that they wanted to have whatever I had just so they could be skinny like I wanted a puncher <laughs> but I was a professional <laughs> and instead I was kind of shady and I said oh well I hope you get it <laughs> Well, she did say that she wanted it so you're like i'm helping you out i'm wishing on your behalf ho. yeah jesus yeah let's manifest together <laughs> here let me help you make a vision board <laughs> anyways um so chandler meets a pretty girl at the service that he is trying to hit on um but she is scared away when an intoxicated ross tells him if you want to be gay be gay has a friend ever cock blocked you on accident 
Yes. So I had been dating this guy on and off, I want to say, for like a year. He was kind of like a rebound, to be honest with you. Well, to me. Uh, But the guy really likes me. Anyway, so I had just broken up with him. And I didn't tell my friend because I had broken up with him so many times before. Or had tried to break up with him so many times before. So I didn't didn't tell my friend. Like, it didn't come up. We went out. And let's call him Sergio. Um, So we went out and... I saw this cute guy at the bar <laughs> and my friend was like drinking because it wasn't just me and her together that went out. It was like me, her and another friend. So her and the other friend were like drinking at a, at a booth and I was talking to this other guy that I met at the bar. Uh, let's call him Jesse. And so I was like, oh my gosh, Jesse. <laughs> so I was like, you know, doing the arm touching and the exaggerated laugh over something mediocrely funny. And then my friend comes up to me and she was like, are you hitting on her? Like to him. And he was like, Haha, well, yeah, I'm trying trying and then she looks at me and then she's like but what about Sergio (laughs) (laughs) all loud (laughs) and then so then I was like oh my god friend like I broke up with Sergio and she was like again (laughs) I was super drunk and super belligerent and so then the guy Jesse just kind of did like a like a nod with his head and he was like well I gotta work early you know whatever excuse to like leave so I didn't I didn't go out with that guy god damn it (laughs) I'm pretty sure that has definitely happened to me um I want to say for me it was always I will say that I love and respect my relationship now and so I have been a good girl and I've been very faithful way back in my teenage slash young adult years uh, I was being cabrona and so I would like <laughs> try to like you know I plus I think flirting is innocent as long as it does you don't draw lines like as long as you don't cross lines sorry draw the lines <laughs> draw all the lines <laughs> and don't cross them don't cross them <laughs> <laughs> unlike Bugs Bunny though where he's like drawing a line and then you step over it until you fall off the fucking cliff <laughs> that would be me but definitely like where I already had a boyfriend and I was just like flirting and then it was like oh pero que no tienes novio and it's like and what's it to you like is he your brother is he your best friend do you even know my boyfriend like no you don't so shut up <laughs> Like, God damn it, why you gotta ruin everything? So it's definitely, definitely happened. Um, where, But it's not like, well, but that's not accidental. I don't think anybody's ever done it on accident. People have hella been like on purpose. Cog block on purpose. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I think he's cute too, but I'm single and you're not. And it's like, thanks, but he's not into you. He's into me. So like, good luck or whatever. But no, I don't know. I don't think ever on accident. People are always so mean to me. Oh, no. <laughs> they me on purpose. <laughs> damn it. Well, whether it's an accident or on purpose, it still sucks to be cock-blocked. Hell, yeah. And but... then you're left there with, like, a stupid look on your face, like, oh, that just happened. Yeah, it makes you feel dumb. <laughs> yeah. Also, depending on how, how long you were investing in this person, like how long have I been flirting with you and pretending your jokes were funny? <laughs> Only for something like that to happen? Like, that's rude. I wasn't trying to marry this guy. I just wanted to have a little fun. Exactly. <sighs> but uh, moving on. Still in the service. But later in the service, Judy and Monica have a heart-to-heart about mother and daughter relationships. And Judy even explains that Nana was like super critical of everything that she did. Now, would you have told your mom or anyone else in your life if their critiques of you were affecting you or like Judy? Do you think that some things are just or specifically those things are better left unsaid? So I definitely think it depends on the person and how they are going to take it. Um, I do know that like my grandma, (laughs) my grandma, the older she got, the more blunt she got. So it was like, um, I had like clearly in my late twenties, I wasn't in high school anymore and I had already had kids. And so I didn't weigh 110 pounds. And so I had gone over to her house and we were hanging out and whatever. And she looked at me and she goes, mija, te estás poniendo gordita. You know, it's harder to lose weight when you get older, right? And I was just like, ah, ma. And she was like, yo nomás te estoy diciendo. I'm just (laughs) like, if you want to work on it, fine. But if you get fat, no one's going to love you. And it was like, okay, mom, thanks. But like with my mom, 
I know that like when she says certain things, I have to tell her because I don't ever want to have a bad relationship with her. And so I feel like honesty is the best policy. And so definitely with her specifically, it's like, hey, so you said this the other day, can you not do that? Or like she always, always, and it's so funny because me and my sisters always talk about it. She'll walk into the room or whatever, or you'll arrive at her house or we'll be hanging out. And then all of a sudden she'll be like, Porque estas semanas? And it's like, I'm not in a bad mood. And she's like, yes, you are. I can feel it. And it's like, oh, and then that makes I'm you be in a bad mood. In a bad mood, but now I am. And so then I like have, like, I've definitely brought that up where it's like, hey, like, if I tell you I'm not in a bad mood, can you just leave it alone? Because I'm not in a bad mood. And what puts me in a bad mood is that you keep saying that I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> um, so like maybe don't put me in a bad mood but I definitely definitely think it depends on the person on not who necessarily. it is yeah because people are more some people are more sensitive than others and I don't think my grandma would have taken it well or she probably would have thought I was talking back or something <laughs> yeah yeah who have you had to tell well and and I think this is to to your point um, because you were you mentioned that you would be honest with your mom because you don't want to have a bad relationship with your mom. I have a terrible relationship with mine, if you can even call it a relationship. And it is because when I was a little kid, anytime that I try to talk to her, like and be honest with her about my feelings or ask for any type of help, I got literally beat up, like hit physically and also talked down to, you know, and because of that um, as soon as I moved out of the house, which ended up being when I was 19 or 20, I can't remember. I just didn't have a relationship with her anymore. Um, I never, I never felt safe enough to tell her how I felt because of the consequences that I received as a child. Mm -hmm. So as an adult, what ended up happening is I just don't talk to her as much because I don't want to hear it. And she has said some really, really hurtful things, uh, even more beyond critical, just plain mean. Yeah. Uh, cruel. And so I don't, I don't talk to her. And it is because, yeah, she can't take it when I tell her, hey, when you say those things to me, that makes me feel really bad. Because her anytime that I've ever tried to do that, her reaction is like, well, too bad. I'm your mother. I can say to you whatever I want. And she doesn't see me as an equal. Like she still sees me as a little girl that she can control and say whatever she wants to, mm. to. And so I think that that's a really good way to look at it. You know, if you do want to have a relationship with the person, and the person is, you know, willing to listen and communicate. And I think that you absolutely should tell them. Um, yeah. I definitely, like you, my grandma was actually the same way as my mom or worse. Um, but I never, ever said anything to her just because, you know, she was like the matriarch in our home. And disrespecting her would be disrespecting the whole entire family. Whether or not what, what I said or did was truly disrespectful, it didn't matter. Because what mattered was the way that she took it. So no, you're right. I, it does depend on the person. And it depends on how much effort you're willing to put in both parties into the, the relationship dynamic. But I do think, generally speaking, that people should be able to tell someone hey, what you said hurt my feelings um, and that people should be able to have uh, an open conversation about it without either party getting angry over somebody else's feelings. Um, because at the end of the day, whatever you're feeling, you are entitled to feel because that is how you perceived it. So the only way to find out if someone meant to offend you or not is to have an actual discussion about it. Um, but it does vary uh, from person to person. So uh, Judy, no, your audience. <laughs> yes. But I, I do feel though in this part of the episode that Judy knew why Monica was asking that and she just didn't want to hear it. She didn't want to hear from her daughter that she was overcritical like her own mother. She didn't want to accept the truth. <laughs> She's not ready. <laughs> anybody's ever ready but yes no she, that's true so then at the end of the episode Chandler's talking to Lowell about how he could get a Brian um and then Brian walks in have you ever been caught talking about someone else at work either by the person you were talking about or someone else Yes, but it was, it was innocent. Like it was, I was saying a nice thing. I don't get me wrong. I've definitely participated in like cheesemas uh, around the office uh, and not necessarily like the kindest of lights 
talking about uh, someone else. But the time that I, I got caught was actually when I was talking about the guy that they were trying to set me up with at work <laughs> and saying how I wasn't like sure, but he seemed really nice. <laughs> and one of one of his friends was there and he heard me and all he said was, was like, I think that you should give him a chance. Um, and I don't think he ever told the guy that I ended up being engaged to for a while because he never brought it up. But yeah. And then another one was I was talking about this girl that actually didn't work in that particular office anymore, but she still worked with our company. Uh So people still talk to her. And so I was saying, oh, I can't stand... Ashley, like, she is, like, super flirty with everyone in the office, and she just needs to have all the attention, blah, blah, blah. Um, And this other girl was, like, passing by, and she was like, are you talking about Ashley? (laughs) And so then I was like, yeah, you know, because what what was I going to say at that point? And she's like, oh, I can't stand her. (laughs) So so I was like, yes. At least she was on your side. (laughs) Yeah, she was, and we actually became friends. Uh, based on that (laughs) hating on Ashley together god damn Ashley I had a Patrice (laughs) oh Patrice how Uh, has happened to you yeah so not to toot my own horn but my crew at my old job uh we were the shit like we were the funny group um we never invited outsiders people hated us like who could swear we were like mean girls we'd have like our own potluck we'd go and get food and come back and we'd always have lunch together but there was a girl who worked um as a temp and she was so annoying i did not like her and she was the skinny little twiggy chick who flirted with everybody also and so she would try to make conversation with me but i already didn't like her so it was just like haha yeah okay uh and one day she said something i was talking about my now fiance then when i had just met him and she was like oh is he your boy toy and i was like what the fuck does that even mean like what's a boy toy <laughs> and so i was like no he's not a boy toy like it's a guy that I'm talking to like I'm into him and she was like oh okay and I was like yeah like what so then not to fucking mm, talk about another show but in How I Met Your Mother (laughs) Robin (laughs) has a co-worker named Patrice and she can't stand her for some reason but Patrice is super sweet but because it was nobody asked you Patrice was our line like that's what we used all the time when we talked about her because it's like bitch no one's talking to you like can you not (laughs) so we were all really annoyed so we would always like oh this girl and we would always get caught like talking about her because people just walked in because it was a break room yeah just walked in and like would catch us mid-sentence and it was like ha just getting like oh yeah and then so like the fucking bees out back <laughs> did you see <speak? laughs> whatever like we'd come up with some shit to say in place of talking about her but god damn it patrice I did not like you and I apologize because I was being a hell of a hater but don't join in on my conversation okay thanks <laughs> yeah every now and then like I wonder if I was somebody else's Patrice because I'm I'm like so insecure and there's been places obviously every time that I started a job I've been the new girl for a while you know um and and I try like I have social anxiety so when I try to talk to someone I come off really awkward and I do I think I do come off as I'm trying hard which I think turns people off like because you should be like organic you know and be able to have a conversation so I do wonder sometimes like who's Patrice was I (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for the record when i said i'm sure when you said you were somebody's patrice like oh no i, I figured sure that. That I, I didn't think you were throwing shade <laughs> <laughs> and if you've got something to say just put it in the comments and i won't read them thanks bye <laughs> um but this was a nice episode. It had a lot of things. Um, oh, I meant to mention, I yeah. had one of those little TVs that Joey had. <laughs> I want to say my mom did too. Like, and it had like a huge antenna. Yes. <laughs> but, and it almost always got no service. Like you always yeah. had to move that shit around, which is why I was like so confused because if you go back and look at the episode, at least I don't remember antenna. actually seeing 
an antenna or an actual screen. Like I just saw him like trying to listen to it, like at the actual cemetery. Yeah. And then I don't remember seeing that much of it at the actual service. Like I just know that he had it. And the only reason I know he was actually watching and not listening is because Chandler makes or Joey says, Oh, I'm I'm watching the game or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember those. <laughs> yeah, we had one. It was in my mom's car and it was tiny, like probably a little bigger than my iPhone. Um, it was like a Game Boy almost, like yeah. a chunky Game Boy. But it did have the world's largest antenna. <laughs> yeah, and it didn't even fucking work like the antenna. <laughs> no, like, you had to like move it. And then if you, because yeah. she had it in the car. So if I ever tried to use it in the car, I would get like. Yeah, while you were driving. It, yeah, like, wouldn't, and then I would have to move yeah. it again. <laughs> Oh man, man, the 90s and the early 2000s were a golden time. I I know everybody says that about the time that they grew up, but come on, the 90s, ugh. (laughs) (laughs) The 90s. I saw this meme the other day that was like, or no, it was a TikTok actually. It was this guy, and he was like, Do you remember? when we were little and someone would talk about the 60s and we were like oh my god that was so long ago like people are so old blah 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 that's what the 90s are now to kids um i have kids and yes because my kid was like (laughs) mom you were born in 1986 and it's like yeah (laughs) and then he was like and i was born in 2006 and it's like (sighs) yeah Yeah. what's your fucking point (laughs) What are you trying to say? That I'm old? He's like, we're not even in the same, like... Millennium. Yeah. He was like, oh my God. I'm like, shut up. Get away from me. But I love Ugh. you. <laughs> Get away from me, but I love you. You little asshole. <laughs> That's why I love watching the show, too, because it's like... So many 90s things and so many plot things that would have never actually happened if this had happened in the year 2000. Yeah. Like I'm getting I'm getting way ahead of myself. <laughs> but like the episode where like Ross and Joey get stuck on a rooftop and they can't fucking leave because they don't have cell phones. Like that would have been done in a minute. <laughs> Yo, I'm stuck. <laughs> Phoebe's pager. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. My sister had a pager. I had a pager and it definitely had like the, it was definitely the like, hey, you've reached Jasmine, leave a message and then like music. Oh my God. No, I didn't have one, but my sister did. (laughs) But we lived in Mexico when she had hers. So we called it El el Beeper. (laughs) You can reach me in my Beeper (laughs) because it fucking beeped. Oh my God. (laughs) oh no anyways this was amazing and so much fun yeah it was yeah it was fun I was honestly super nervous when I was watching it because I didn't want it to be all about death oh I know that would have been something else because I know (laughs) because us yes as you guys found out and have found out before her both me and Jasmine have had very close encounters with you know having people close to us pass so i didn't want us to cry the entire episode so yeah but we did it (laughs) hooray all right guys well we'll see you next week next week oh no there it is you're stuck here forever stay hydrated (laughs) that's my that's, that's my line drink water Get boozy first and then drink water. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>